Here's Blake to Roy. This is for the Hello and welcome into the Backyard Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Scott, and joining me this week, as they do every week, Agent Double Eleven, Tyler Bagenstoss, and the big ticket himself, Kyle George. Fellas, thanks for hopping on this tonight. I know we haven't really gotten a chance to talk Blazers for about a month now, and uh, it's been a whirlwind of a month, to say the least, okay? So to set the audience up before I pass it on to you too, uh, we spoke you know, whether we were going to be keeping or trading the number three pick way back before the draft on June 15th. And since then, we've seen the Blazers take the third pick, a trade demand that went along with it, a lack of activity in free agency, and a couple of key debuts that I want to run through with you guys. And so I want to start back at the uh, NBA draft, take us back near three weeks now. Um, Blazers, of course, had the number three pick moving up from, I think it was the seventh overall percentage spot or maybe six somewhere in that range to get three and a couple great prospects at the top obviously Wemby and then the debate between Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson and so just to refresh the crowd on kind of where you guys officially stood heading into that Tyler I'll start with you I'm trying to remove hindsight as much as possible but what did you think the Blazers should do uh, going into the draft even before you saw what who the second pick was yes going into the draft I was all about building around Dame, and in order to do that, it was some package of trading the number three pick along Ant Simons, Nurk, whatever it was going to take to get Dame a viable number two option is what we were looking for, right. and that didn't happen. So going into Absolutely the draft, uh, even after the third pick, I still was like, okay, maybe we're going to trade this later first round pick and a second round pick and he's going to do something right <laughs> you know we got to get dame a guy little did i know we just drafted uh dame's replacement and then just went ahead and used the other two picks so <laughs> going into the draft and i on that on draft night connor and kyle you guys know we were on a group chat you know talking with the boys you know i i was i i was in a range of emotions i was upset i was sad because deep down i knew what had just happened once the draft ended and we ended it with Ryan repair didn't trade any of the picks. It was finally set in like, this is done. Like Dame's done. So I was mad. I was like, why didn't we trade the second first round pick? We had like just a range of emotions. And I think I'm now finally settled down and I just kind of want it to be all over. And Kyle, you were kind of leading. I, I say you've been a steady uh, figure in the build around Dame camp and have expressed in our group chat, at least, and we'll get into this, your frustrations with Joe Cronin. How did you feel about the performance through the draft um, after, you know, hearing Tyler's comments as well? Um, I, I mean, I tend to agree with what Tyler had to say. I think that was that was a good little recap. I, I went into the draft with the same impression. I think my want was that they were going to trade the, the pick, obviously. I think we we're kind of all in that camp. And then... But then I think back to the pod we did before the draft, and I said there was a 70% chance they keep it, 30% chance they trade it. And that was just because that's just using history you right. know, from a Blazers fan perspective is typically we are not the ones making the big splash, and we kind of do – I don't want to say take the easy way out because that's not obviously what they're doing. It's more just they've chosen a direction. Um, but they didn't do the thing that they said they were going to do. 
And I think that's kind of where my frustrations lie. It's not in the decision itself. It's more in the way that it was presented to the fan base and to Damian Lillard himself and what they were going to do um, is what really stirred my frustrations. But to Tyler's point, at the end of the day, you try and stay level-headed because there's some excitement in this. Like, I think we can all agree that Scoot Henderson is a very exciting prospect to have and that there's a very good chance he could be a very high-level player, if not a future star. So I'm trying my best in <laughs> since Summer League started to, like, try and be positive. But at the same time, like Tyler's totally right. It's like, I think I realized on draft night that that was probably the end of the of the era for Dame in Portland. Yeah, and I got to say, on draft night, um, you know, I think most of Fripp City probably, especially to me, I mean, the third pick, yes, that one killed. But to not even make a fringe move with 23, that's where I was like, oh, there, like, that was a true dagger. And I'm excited about Chris Murray. I really am. But at the same time, that's kind of where in my my head I was like, I really thought at least we would try to play both sides a little bit, take Scoot, and then do something with Ant and 23. Oh, I mean, we're going to remove the this phrasing of, like, we don't know what was out there because obviously we don't know what was out there. But it just felt like that was one where even if it's another, you know, average role player that we convince ourselves in Portland is good, it could have been some sort of transaction. Um, and that that was a tough one personally for me to wear in the moment. You know, what have I changed my mindset? Oh, I'm a Blazer fan. Of course I have. I'm on the train, <laughs> baby. The band is hot. Let's Did you know go. that Scoot Henderson didn't play uh, senior year high school basketball? Well, nor should he, you know, because he preserved that body. He, he went and played the G League Ignite. I have learned more about this guy. I started last night. The first night, I was like, all right, now I can dive into Scoot YouTube highlights. But and, yeah. Okay. Wait, well, one let's think, Connor. Wait, one thing really ahead. quick, though. Like, I think it's important, and this is more from convincing myself, I think, more than you guys, because, like, I, I I, do admit, I think I've been probably the most frustrated of the three of us. At least it seems that way. Maybe I'm wrong there, and we'll find out this pod. But taking the – looking through the lens of, like, say – let's put ourselves in a situation that, say, Dame had requested a trade prior to the draft, right? right? And we knew that Dame wanted out. That was a pretty good draft by the Blazers. So, oh. like, and I, it took me a long time to realize that because I think I was so just upset that Dame was leaving that once time went by and you had time to process the draft, like Cronin, in my opinion, at least right now, I think he did a really good job with the players he picked for choosing the direction of a rebuild. I think Chris Murray is a is a good guy to get at twenty three. Like, I did hear some people say that they think there were some people maybe with some higher upside than him, but like. You can't shoot for the moon on every pick. I feel like, you know, I, I feel like sometimes it's important to maybe get the, I guess, the higher floor, lower ceiling guys. If you really feel like they're going to yeah. that yes. for their whole career. Look at the NBA right now. You have to have good role players. Like, I feel like that was a really good choice for a good role player. Chris Murray. And then I've, I've heard this repair guy is going to be really good. At least some people are very high on him. And I haven't, I've yet to really see it in the summer league, but you know, he's still very young. I'm not going to, make the assumption that he's a bad pick but overall I, I feel like it was a good draft for the Blazers for choosing a rebuild I, I agree with that and I, I mean I'm all about picking Chris Murray and, and going for a four we just need a forward like I was excited <laughs> just to see a forward instead of another guard somewhere um, so him and repair both having a lot of length to him and then the ability to shoot from Murray side of things uh, was exciting to me and I think 
I think repair as most second rounders are is like a longer term, you know, hopefully builds into yeah. a, a solid contributor, not, not someone we're going to uh, rely on day one. Um, but I, I do agree. And Tyler, I wanted to ask you before we kind of move off, you know, the draft night reactions here and get more into what's taken place since um, Kyle's an interesting, you know, kind of compilation video today of how Joe Cronin's been, pretty direct in the last two years that we will build around Dame. We will build around Dame and kind of has consistently said that Kyle, correct me if I'm wrong in, in kind of what that video was saying. Um, and I wanted to kind of understand your thoughts, Tyler, towards how you felt seeing that compilation. And then obviously the actions not following the words. Yeah. Well, it's a hard job, right? It's a hard job right. to build a contender around, in a small city, small in Portland, market. Yes, exactly. And what, like, it, it's you, you have to, and I'm not saying you don't because we all do, but we have to understand the whole picture here and what he was left with. It was Dame, CJ, Norm, that whole team. The first season is we got to just get off CJ and trade Josh Hart for a first round pick. Okay. Well, we didn't get any viable um, assets or we didn't get a lot of assets back from that, right? It was like we have to build up an asset pool. To then hopefully go all in, which was supposed to be this summer, to get a star player. And then fast forward to now, who knows? But clearly those deals weren't on the table or else they would have taken them, right? Or maybe he wasn't willing to... Well, well, even coming out and saying, I'm not willing to give up Shaden. Well, what does Dane think of that? Like, if, right. if you're really trying to build around Dane, Shaden has to be made available to get any base a deal surrounded with Shaden and Ant, you could probably get a lot. Any star. and the three pick if you were and really going pick, all in, all in. I mean, you probably could have done that. Right? Great package, maybe too so, much for stuff, but at the and, same time, a yeah. great package. And now that I'm talking this through with you guys, and I've probably been the least critical on Joe, or just least speaking out in our group texts. Was he ever really committed to building around Dame or was he just saying these things to, so that people wouldn't get mad at him? Because if he was committed to building around Dame, you trade Shaden. You trade Shaden and the three pick and get, I, I don't know, MB, whoever it was. You get another star and then you, you have your two guys. You re-sign Jeremy Grant and then you just sign all these veteran free agents, right? Right. So I, I don't know. I, 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 I get why people are frustrated about the wording and everything that Joe has portrayed portrayed to fans um yeah it's just I it's, I, go for it go uh, ahead, i was just gonna say i think the one the quotes that upset me were it was he was literally saying like we are anxious and ready to push all of our chips in and make the big move so it's not like he was just sitting there like saying to the fan base so like yes we're committed to build around building around dame it's what we want to do he took it the step further and like pretty much indicated that like yes we have these assets and we're going to throw them all in at a star player. And so what she was never going to do clearly which it doesn't I'm not saying he was never going to do it because again we never really know what the offers were and it's hard for me to criticize when you don't know for a fact like this was on the table and this wasn't on the table it's like I would venture to guess there was an opportunity to get a star like I I to Tyler's point those assets are valuable enough to where I would think there was definitely a chance. I think maybe they were just not willing to give up the shade in and the three pick at the same time, because, you know, that's a, that's a career move for Joe Cronin. Like if you do that and it doesn't work out, then all of a sudden, you know, the, our, our franchise isn't even a, a deeper hole than we were before. 
So mm-hmm. part of me understands, but it's like, don't make those comments and tell even... Dame those things and then not really act upon it. I think that's right. the frustration, right? Because Dame was getting told this too. Like, right. that's why he was willing to stay because he was like, okay, well, they're gonna, we're going to give them every opportunity to build a team. And one could argue if they did make one of those moves and you had Jeremy Grant, like maybe you are a good enough team to to make a to I guess make some noise in the West. I, I wouldn't say it's a true top contender, but it's a team that maybe has a chance, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And those those comments plus two hundred sixty-five million dollars does make it easier to stay. Um, but at the same time, <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> totally joking. But I do agree that I think you hit on a really important point there is like if Cronin goes all in and gets it wrong, he's probably never a GM in the NBA again, right? This, I think it's so much more internally, I don't want to say selfishly motivated, but career motivated than anything to be, rebuild as a GM because it buys you so much more time to build your own resume. Well, and it's, it's, oh, go ahead, Ty. Well, it's better for the GM. It's better for the owner because she's not going in the luxury tax. She's not spending nearly as we much have money. An owner. She's a whole nother story. She's my okay. biggest gripe. Let's not, in this get, whole it. Let's not get into it. Let's not get into it. <laughs> but it it's going. better. I mean, we're they're still going to sell tickets. Like, I'm excited as hell to watch this young team. Still, you know, like it, and it's probably a better franchise decision than to go in on the. All right, we got Damon. Just use Embiid as an example. Say we're able to get right. Bead. We threw Philly everything. Well, okay. In four years, they're both. Now what? Like there, there's no not much trade value. Four years they're done. Probably didn't win anything, and now we're resetting with nothing. Can I be honest? I'd, I'd throw it all in for Embiid. I would too, I though. I, I think for, I for, would. <laughs> yes, hundred percent. You won the MVP. I mean, David, <laughs> but I hear you. I hear you. A team. Like that's a top three contending team. Just with no, that. I, <laughs> and I, I hear what your point is, though, Tyler. There is like it's it's risky. It's it's a lot to spend, and you have to get it right. If you don't get it right, I mean, it's. Career. You give away all your assets for yeah yeah but exactly and then we're rebuilding mean, like four years from now I we have we have friends up. on both sides of the fence there that's why I wanted to bring up like I don't think Jack our good friend Jack would want to trade Shaden Scoot and, no. and all those four and bead and take those three or four years and then be willing to wait the ten years that we're going to suck ass until well, we build up another. That's also because we threatened his favorite team, the Lakers, in the conference finals. So I, I think that's <laughs> probably great. where that motivation really comes good from. Um, um, let me ask you something. Like, oh, go ahead, Kyle. I was just going to say one more thing, and then sorry, we can move on. But No, like, no, I, it's all about the same stuff. I do think, like, and I just thought of this on the spot, but I, I'm also wondering, you know, like the assistant GMs that Cronin's hired, one of them obviously being Mike Schmitz. I can't remember the other guy's name. He got hired around the same time. But we know what Schmitz is, right? He's the prospect identifier development finds the guys you know he's been doing it for a long time you also have to wonder how much like people blame jody swaying cronin i wonder how much like those guys were swaying cronin and being like hey we're new we love dame too but like this is what you could have in a few years and obviously we you know scoots something i heard i can't remember who was was like the blazers arguably kind of just got potentially two number one picks in back-to-back drafts because if shane had played a year at kentucky like he maybe would have been in that conversation and scoot you know obviously wendy was there but is that caliber of player oh so it's like you have to wonder how much of how much chit chat they were saying where it's like hey like we know we want to do this for dane but like this could be a really really good pairing if we we go in this direction so can we also agree that we're stoked that Charlotte had the number two picked and picked Brandon Miller. I mean, it's way early, but 
Scoot seems like the guy, right? Well, so let's Tyler, that's a great point. And let's, let's talk about that right now. Um, and we'll get to the Dame trade, you know, at the end, I think here, and we'll reverse the order, but let's, let's talk about that a little bit because obviously summer leagues kicked off here. Um, and we've gotten to see Scoot's debut, Brandon Miller's debut, Wemby's debut, uh, kind of gotten a, a gauge of all three, you know, as much as you can gauge in summer league, it's still Kyle made a great point already. Like summer league, sometimes you think a guy who never actually makes a roster is the best player in the league for a little bit. So we do have to uh, pump the brakes, but I think with guys <laughs> of this caliber, uh, it's pretty apparent, you know, where their skill level lies and all three have been, you know, maybe statistically Miller struggled a bit Wemby obviously in his first game, but then we saw the second game. Um, they've all had their moments. And so where do we sit right now feeling, you know, about what you're talking about, Ty, just go ahead and take that away a little further there. The Miller versus Henderson debate and Portland ending up with Scoot. How are you feeling about that outcome for the Blazers? Cause I feel blessed. <laughs> I feel absolutely blessed. <laughs> I, I think uh, it could be, we could look back being like MJ made one last horrible move. I think so. He just, I think because, so. And and it's so early, but Scoot, he, he seems like he walks into the room. He walks into this Trailblazers practice or summer league roster room, and just like I am the guy. Like Shaden's like not even close to the alpha man that that Scoot becomes. Like he's a, a great um, playmaker. Like he was getting to his shots. Like the way that he is so athletic. Athletic man, like it's the athleticism that the Blazers are going to have on the court with these Ant, Shaden, Scoot, Jeremy. If we can get some other pieces in this Dame trade, like I, I am just so excited to see what Scoot can become, and hopefully that jumper comes along with him and improves along the way. And Kyle, with what you've seen in summer league so far, what's kind of been your interpretation of of kind of where the Blazers can go from here with Scoot leading the charge? Yeah, I think or, or your outlook for the franchise, I should say, during this rebuild, because we obviously are on to the next chapter. So just give me kind of it was only one game and it was only three quarters. So I'm not I'm not telling you to guarantee anything, but how did you feel watching that performance and kind of where to get your head thinking about the next couple of years? Yeah, I, I really liked what I saw at a scoot. And I think listening to Bill Simmons today has me even on a bigger high because I don't know. Oh, if you it was a total hype fest and I loved it. Oh, but it got, me, it got me even more, <laughs> even going even more so. Um, and I'm I'm, I'm going to steal a little bit of what he said because it, it, he's convinced me in how I feel about scoot and that he is a future star and he's an alpha. Tyler said the word alpha. So you already kind of quoted him, Tyler, but. I think when you look at like my biggest concern with Shaden last year was like, eh, like, does he have the dog? You know, he's obviously super skilled, reserved, kind of quiet. He has kind of shown he has a little bit of the dog in summer league so far, but you know, we'll see how that, ha what happens going forward. But we know what we have with Scoot and Tyler's totally right. Like he walks into the gym and he's like, this is, this is my court. Like I am taking over and I'm going downhill and I'm going to go by everybody and I'm going to dunk on you. And so you're right. If he develops a jumper, like we're looking potentially a guy that could be you know a top player in the league like i said earlier so so did did he look like the way he grew up at all just real quick like yeah his, a little bit yeah so his his mom and dad they started up this gym so he was just had gym access since his entire childhood and then got into the high school he played three years in high school freshman sophomore junior he was just killing fools then goes to nba g league unite plays two years there which is professional basketball they're playing the g league teams you know he's um 
getting and gaining a ton of experience these last two years that I think is probably um, sped up his uh, progression or maturity in the league more than Shaden has, even though Shaden played his first full season because Scoot has, was like the starting point guard on these teams. You know, it was his teams, you know, he had to take a little bit more responsibility where Shaden was like, I just need to kind of fit in, cut to the basket, hit my open threes. Um, I'm, I'm so excited for what this man brings. I mean, he's just, he's just an alpha man. I really want to listen to what Bill Simmons had to say. And, um, but he just, he exudes confidence. Oh, I think like, and to answer Connor, your original question, like what I think we potentially have, I think that's what you said. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think we have our number one going forward. Right. You know, where it's like, and I, that sounds like an obvious statement. It is kind of an obvious statement because, you know, we all know what he could be become, but it's like, I think we've checked, like he checks all the other boxes that you want in a number one with like the mentality, the athleticism, the aggressiveness, the confidence and swagger. Like, I feel like, Pairing that with what we've seen in Shaden, like, could be the perfect recipe, right? Because they could be the per- like with the way that like, you don't necessarily want two guys that are <laughs> the alpha males, right? Because no, then right. it's like, how's that going to work out? Where it's like we could have gotten so blessed with with having Scoot and pairing him with Shaden with their mentalities that I'm very excited about it. Well, sorry. Oh, I was just going to real quick tie, and then I'll go to you. Here is I was going to say the thing I I liked most about Scoot that I didn't even realize despite listening to all the draft analysis is how complete of a player he is. It's not just, you know, everyone, he's so athletic. That's what you hear about a lot, but he also makes the right play all the time. It feels like at least again, just one summer league game. It's, it's early. There'll be mistakes, but it's like, he's not looking to hold the ball all the time. Like he is okay. Giving it up to the open guy and not even off like a drive. He'll swing it around. He'll do kind of those those things you want out of your point guard, especially your hopefully knock on wood superstar point guard. Um, and then t- just adding on to that um, point about the difference in personalities is difference in personalities, difference in play styles, and add Ant Simmons. They're all different. They're all slightly different, which if those – or Ant Simons, excuse me, is like those three – leading your charge in terms of the rebuild, not maybe not the team this year, because I'm sure we'll see Jeremy Grant have a big year. Um, but that's those are pretty complimentary pieces, and you've taken care of all your guards. So at this point, it's just about finding some of those young forwards or young wings, you know, adding a little depth in those spots to really become an interesting team that, you know, competes with the likes of the Grizzlies or Thunder or um, – Maybe, I guess Spurs at this point, some of those other teams with a lot of youth that are presumably going to be on the uprise in a couple at uh, the next couple of years here. Um, ahead, can Ty. we, can we, my thought was, and you brought up Simons is how does, how do those three fit in? Like Simons is starting at the one, right? Like he just is. I think, I think right now you're looking at all three of them potentially starting because we're not going to be that concerned with winning games. Uh, I think we'll win a lot more games than like a tanking team, quote unquote, but I wouldn't be shocked to see uh, Shaden playing the three spot. My, my, here's my guess. And we'll come back to this when the season starts, but I I think the Blazers are going to start Simons and Thibel. And okay. I could, and and Shaden will come off the bench. Oh wait, you think Simons will play the point? Ant, 
I do. Yeah. I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but that's no, no, I'm, it's a guess. I mean, we're all guessing. I, I think they're handing the keys to Scoot day one. I hope like, they do. I, I, I think it's. Do. I think Ant will play the two like he did this last year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I think he's shading off the bench. To your point with Thibault, yeah. I could see that too. Um, I agree. They're both going to play. They're all three going to play a ton of minutes though. Regardless. That's good. Yes. Yeah, the exposure will and, definitely be. Better. And then that's where I mean, if we want to transition here, like that's where the Dame trade then becomes as sad as it is intriguing to uh, see what player or players or picks we get back because everything as I'm listening as of late of today, it's like, it's going to take two players at least and four first round picks. Right. And And we're going to be willing to wait to get that. Right. And just as a quick recap for the listeners, in case you were under a rock, the, uh, last couple of weeks or, or haven't checked ESPN daily like the rest of us because there's a new headline every day. Um, before free agency started, it was reported actually on the eve of free agency, Damon, uh, Joe Cronin met and apparently, again, Cronin reiterated they're going to work to build around Dame. And then as free agency um, kicked off, zero moves by the Blazers <laughs> outside of signing Jeremy Grant to five years and $160 million. Uh, and the very next day, Dame Dame Lillard requests an official trade out of Portland, specifying that he only wants to play for the Miami Heat. And since that quote, uh, despite as many analysts as exist, um, is suggesting trades to other places, Dame's agent has actually been calling teams saying, you trade for Damian Lillard, you're trading for an unhappy player. So is, is that confirmed into- that he did that? It's pretty widely reported at this so. point. Yeah. It also it hits, shouldn't be that shocking. But No, yeah. of course not. Yeah. That's what an agent should do. An yeah. agent should try to get his player, and that's coming from Dame, too. They should try to go where they want. There's, I think there's a good point to be had there, too, as mad as it, as maddening as it is for Portland fans. I mean, that's in the best interest of Damian Lillard, and, and that's what he should be doing if that's where he wants to go. Uh, it happens we, all the time, too. Right. Like, we can like, cry about it all we want, that. but that's what he should be doing. For yeah. sure. Uh, I, no, I, but doesn't he have, like, no leverage, like, considering we have him under contract for another four years? His leverage is that he can just not play. Uh, <laughs> that's his Which, leverage. Is quite would Damian Lillard do that? That's a, so let's go there, Kyle. What do you think? I don't think he, I don't think he would just not play. And if he does... That would be like the biggest 180 we've seen in a, in a player, at least unless I'm like c- completely spacing on somebody. No, I don't no, think no. I am. But like with the player that we've had for the last, I guess, over a decade now in Portland, like that is like the last thing I would think Damian Lillard would do. And um, I was listening. I, I shop them out every podcast. I like Jack, Ram- Jack Ramsey needs to freaking pay me because I give them so much <laughs> But they had a really good one today. I don't know if you guys have had the chance to listen to it, but I would recommend it. That Ian Carmel. I did. Yeah. It. Really good. So Tyler knows this point, but like they were, they went as far to even say that like if if Damon's still on the Blazers going into the season, like if we haven't traded him before the season starts, that he would still play for the Blazers. Which that's kind of what of all, I, think I don't think any of us too. want that. Yeah. No one wants that, right? That's just that's just awkward. No one wants it, but I happen to agree with them. Like, I don't think Dame would just stop playing. Like, am I crazy or are, are we crazy no. to think that? I I don't think so. I think he's Kevin Durant, right? It's like, no matter what you say, you want to play basketball. That's like, exactly what they said, by the way, player. That was well done. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've, I've definitely heard that on other pods. I can't lie. Okay. <laughs> but I do think he's of that mold where it's like, 
I'm not, I'm not a Kawhi Leonard or a James Harden or a Ben Simmons where I'm willing to sit and <laughs> find the cash. No, I'm serious. Those are the examples we have. Or like, no, I know. Harden played, but he also played intentionally bad. So I don't know what's worse. Uh, <laughs> and the whole storyline about him just like getting fat to the yeah the fat suit the fat <laughs> suit so it wasn't funny. even real the next game he showed up shredded uh, <laughs> anyway let's <laughs> let's not spend too much time on James Harden uh, but I just don't think there's I'm with them in this fact that I think if he's on our roster game one he plays if he even if it's an audition for another team I think he plays which is why in this conundrum where he's you know said I'm only playing for Miami. I've continually said and still am on the camp of what exactly what the headline was today. I'm glad Cronin said it is wait, just wait. Things change so quickly in the NBA landscape. I don't feel the need as a franchise or a fan of a franchise to accommodate the player right now. I'm not saying don't work with him. I'm not saying we say F you and send him somewhere, you know, terrible. I'm, I'm just saying like, Let's see if maybe the landscape shifts because this heat offer that's there now will most certainly be there in December. It'll most certainly be there in January, January, February. It's the best they can do. And so that's going to be there. And uh, even, even February, if it's that bad, all right, you know what, let's see what happens next summer. I'm not opposed to that because all in all, we have the youth we need right now. And if we're not adding to that, I don't understand why we have to get our best asset in two decades out of our building as quickly as possible. I, I mean, and I know it's awkward. That is true. But whether he plays or doesn't, I, I just think you still wait until the landscape kind of breaks more in your favor. And yeah. if it never does, sure, maybe there's some line in their head or a line in the sand that they're like, okay, it's time to, time to move on. But I so, just don't think it has to be this summer. Um, the only way, well, isn't the whole NBA world just kind of waiting on what happens with Dame right now in free agency? Definitely. So oh, the well, only not in free free agency is almost or, basically wrapped up because everyone has deals for okay. most players. But then, so there's not going to be any like major change, right? Like in this not office. from now until the start of the season. Until probably. the start of this, but then if, say the season starts, right and someone starts playing well and we're like, Oh shit, right. we're just like a dame away from winning this. Then we, so that's where it's like, or playing okay. poorly. Who knows? It's like, I mean, it could be maybe the Clippers team, are playing but, terrible and they give us Paul George plus four first round picks. And now you've got a trade asset and Paul George and four of their first round picks. Granted, they're yeah. all with Oklahoma city. So that wouldn't happen. But that just sucks because on top of the head. It, it definitely seems like in order to, um, get the most value out of teams, it's like to have Dame on your team to start the season, right? And the, let, let the season play out a little bit. Yeah, uh, I, I hear you. Kyle what, Kyle, what do you think about that one? Like about Tyler's last statement? Yeah, I would agree. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's <laughs> I, I go back and forth on it, but like I, I think I just agree. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm weird because I'm on the opposite side, actually. I think I think teams get urgent and make r- bad decisions sometimes, like a decent amount of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's true. Granted, the Suns last year, that's super unique because the new ownership part of that can't be undersold. Like, a new yeah. owner wants to make a splash. It's a thing. It's always happened. Yeah, that was, like, the only – yeah. So, I do hear you on that in that regard. Like, the, the other franchises are way better off 
if they have Dame to start the year. But if if I'm a five seed and I have some sort, if I'm okay, I'm Utah. They actually have a pretty good roster, and they're the five seed. They have 25 picks or whatever in the next couple of years. It's like or Oklahoma City wouldn't make as much sense with Shea, but it's like well, let's maybe let's give this a go now yeah. we have, and we still have a bunch of picks anyway. Like, yeah, it wouldn't be, we wouldn't probably get the young talent we're looking for, but we'd get the picks we're at least looking for. And I don't, I don't know how everyone values those, but. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's so hard. And it's like, <laughs> say, say, so we're waiting. What all the rookies have to wait a month, 30 days until they can be traded. Like Hawkes, the kid from UCLA on the heat. Like we, we can't, they can't even trade him right now, and he would probably be part of a Miami Heat deal, right? We at yeah, least got to grab him. I, I feel um, like. Um, what? Why? So everyone's saying, in order for it to be fair deal, it's going to have to be a three-team trade, four-team trade, or whatever. So uh, here's a question for you guys: I just don't know. Like, why would any of these other teams want to hop in this to help us out, or is it because they really want Tyler Hero? Like, does anyone really want Tyler Hero, or what? Why would any everyone knows Dame only wants to play for the Heat? Portland's going to try to make a deal with the Heat. Why would a third team come and be like, "Hey, here we'll help you. Here's some of our promising young prospects for you, the Blazers, to have because you're trading Dame to the Heat." Like, what does that other team get out of it? And yeah, I mean, Tyler. Yeah, I think I think the Tyler Hero part is like, aren't they wanting like we don't want him, so they want to flip him for like a first round pick or. I guess that's um, yeah, I don't know. Like that's the complicated nature of the three team deals is what we, we'd probably be contributing some guys. I would think like Nurkic would be involved in there. Like this year, little oh, so yeah. we trade Dame Nurk has to be attached. Yeah. No way. When she's no making way. it sound like he is. <laughs> Thank God. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Great. <laughs> so long. Uh, the, the Bosnian least. I'm a beast. Um, but, <laughs> But I think it's one of those things, Ty, where it's like what I've been seeing on rumor mill, the hoop pipe and Twitter and everything is like teams are now saying we'll help. We'll take hero and a Miami pick to help you out. Like so Miami pays a premium giving away hero who is a good asset for someone, not us. But yes, no, he is. And they get the pick. We get, you know, some of their picks. So they get the young guy that's promising they get a little draft compensation we get the biggest draft compensation Miami gets Lillard so it's like it's like that sort of a idea um I still don't think there's many teams though that are really that's the, it, that's the thing yeah it's like Brooklyn and, is what we're talking about here yes it's like, and it's I really want like I mean, a young promising player like Nick Claxton would be a dream some would be amazing but He'd if be they keep, what we need to if they want Tyler hero why would you get rid of Claxton right because he uh, fits that timeline like you would keep Claxton and bridges and hero because then you're like oh look at us we have a kind of got something going here now which yeah. no I'm just thinking out loud no Sorry. no I know that's no a, I you derailed the conversation it's but, the right point I mean no yeah. I know it's like we're we're gonna probably end up taking just a bunch of first round picks and some shitty role player and hopefully we hit on a couple of those. I, I, I just don't see let me, it. Does it ever end well for us? Tyler, let me throw one at you that I want your opinion on that. Kyle and I heard today on the Simmons Rosillo conversation that, that they was their favorite, one of their two favorites. We'll get into the other one, but perfect. it's basically Damian Lillard for Carl Anthony Towns. And maybe we'd get 
a little bit compensation in there, but that's really the basis of the trade. How do you feel about that? I don't hate it because he, he's not going to be your best player. um, Hopefully, right. Hopefully scoot becomes your best player and Shaden becomes a really good second fiddle. And then towns is just that I, I, I don't love towns because I don't think he's a very good defender. And I just don't like that. He only shoots threes. I know he can score the ball like the best of them, but I like my big guy to be able to play defense really well and rebound and kind of bring those other tangible things. I don't hate it. It's not the worst thing I've, I've heard. No, I don't, I don't hate it. And Kyle, when you heard that one, did you have any overwhelming thoughts towards it? I think at first I really didn't like it. And then I thought about it a little bit more and I started to come around to it a little bit more because he like just signed his new contract. Right. So he's, he's locked in for an extended period of time. I don't really, and I kind of agree with Tyler here. It's like, I don't really love him as your number one option, but like, if he could be there when, you know, Scoot and Shaden are starting to develop a few years down the line and still be on your team and maybe who knows, maybe somehow you still have Jeremy Grant. I don't know. Like, there's some excitement there. I guess I, I just I'm not really a fan of Carl Anthony Towns was the reason why I was just kind of out on it from the get go. But based on like when you compare it to like the Miami Heat trade offer, I would rather do the Carl Anthony Towns one. Right. Agreed. And and I'm with you guys on the fan part of it. But I'm also thinking, you know, you have a scoot and Shaden Grant cat lineup. I mean, that's. It's interesting. It's not It's not contending yeah. yet, or not even close yet. But, I mean, thinking a couple years down the line, I mean, it's interesting. It's not there. No, the I like that. But it's interesting, you know. And so I kind of like, again, I'm, I'm obsessed right now with just getting a, a freaking forward of some sort. <laughs> like, yes. That's the only reason I actually like it is because he's big. Yeah. Um, but I'm well, with and- you. I also hate that he shies away in every big playoff moment ever. But uh, Yeah, well, and it, it would make sense, like, money-wise, right? Because – Scoot and Shaden aren't going to get paid for a little while, and you're paying Jeremy Grant and Towns. Like it all kind of lines up nice. And no, I, I think I, if they don't work out, type. Of yeah, I, I think offensively that team would be ridiculous. Just so we're all. But there we are again. Anthony Towns oh. is younger than all three of us, and that makes my heart hurt. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's massive. Uh, the other one I wanted to throw at you guys now, with with some hindsight, and we've talked about it quickly, um, is Damian. Lillard and we're not going on how realistic it is it happens I just want to throw these at you is the Damian Lillard Brandon Ingram swap straight up basically uh what are <laughs> what are the thoughts there that would be it's so hilarious because Damon <laughs> CJ back that would be so would be, funny <laughs> just like I, I would love like, that oh, hey, I, would, I would love that for sure. I, would, I would love that I think it's just, perfect for us. I mean, I think it's perfect. Shane goes to your six-man Ingram starts and can be a stud right away. Oh, we would be, be an elite offensive team. I feel oh, like yeah. we would we'd be defense, but, no, but every It's so funny. Every, like, thing we brought up, like, oh, let's get this guy. Like, we still suck at defense. <laughs> like, we, it's a Portland <laughs> tradition, Tyler. We don't play defense in We've never city. played defense. <laughs> We also it's so true. We don't have a starting small forward or center on the team. Yeah, no, that's that's factual. that's an issue. 
Dude, I don't know if you've seen on Baji in Summer League, but wow. Oh, my God. The people getting hyped Baji. about Baji. Dude, no, he's I'm, so I'm joking. I'm no, joking. no, I know. But there's they're out there, and it's like, I hope he's good. But God damn, is he slow. No, Ty, that can't. I mean, if there's one like, thing Tyler's going to point out. It's how <laughs> slow the center's feet is. <laughs> yeah. Look, I got slowest feet in, in town for sure. But, like, they're slow. You're not wrong. I'm not saying it like that. It's just funny that you, it's, you it's know a what's also, it's a staple. also funny is Nurk's tweet Twitter game and like, <laughs> like him talking, like he's a star. Like I, I just, he's really turned me off as of late. Sorry. Not to, no, no. I think it's actually, you know, we don't need to spend time on it, but it kind of exemplifies what we see on the court, right? It's like a miss, misalignment on what personality he thinks versus skill set. Yeah, it, well said. Yeah, what he thinks he is versus what the fans think he is. But then it's like, bro, go look at the stats. You're the worst. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think enough enough real analysts who get paid to do it are saying that too, that I, I, we're pretty backed up in that category. Um, so, so the most getting back on track. Thanks Kyle. So here's, and I'm, ma- I'm making a topic Connor, so I'm taking over. Um, and I'm going to yeah. ask you guys, well, I'm going to give my thought and then I want you guys to respond because I, I was thinking about this earlier today. when we decided No, we talk. shouldn't sign Zach Collins. Okay. Next time. No, not that. <laughs> it's not that. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I was thinking what is, and I thought this was going to be a topic and that's why I'm making it one, but it's what, it, what do you, what would you put money on right now? That's going to happen with Damian Lillard. Like, what is your guess at a trade that's going to happen? It, and like, doesn't need to be exact, but like what scenario do you think it's going to happen? And oh, in my head, I was thinking that eventually he's going to be willing to say he'll go to Brooklyn and that's where a deal is going to happen, where it'll be. I think essentially we're going to get like picks and then if we're freaking lucky, we'll get a Claxton out of it. And then like they have all those role players and they'll use like one or two of those guys as like salary fillers that like will Finley we'll, Smith or something. Yeah. That Finley, will probably yeah. end up flipping at some point to a contender. But I like, like what that. do you guys actually think is going to happen? Like if you, as of right now, today's date, well, I, I I believe he'll end up on the Heat, which will be cool to watch. And I th- will probably some some form of three team deal. And I keep thinking like Miami, Brooklyn, Portland, somewhere in there, there's going to be a three team deal made. I don't know the like what's going to happen, but I do think that Dame will get his way to Miami, or or he has to be willing to. I, I think it'll be in Miami. I think it'll be in Miami. I am not a good gambler, but I love plus odds. So I'm going to go out on a limb on mine. And I don't know why I have this feeling, but I think we hold him during the season, the the start of the season. And we see Jalen Brown, Damian Lillard come through in the middle of the season after Boston's gotten out to a very good start, but mid start, like a four seed start. Because you have to wait. A, 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 I don't know the rules around the Supermax trade, though. Well, like that's the part I don't know. If he's eligible to be traded this season, 
I think we see Boston dive in and just give up JB for Dame, but we don't do it unless we have the five years locked in. That's kind of, I, I don't know why that's my gut feeling, but I just feel like Boston's the type of franchise that. That would be awesome. It would be that great for us. Awesome. And it'd be great for them. I think that'd yeah. be good both ways. Like they need offense. They've tried their wing thing. I mean, you get Dame, you get Porzingis, obviously. You have Nurkic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Nurk's gone. <laughs> if, if, if Lillard goes, Nurk goes. <laughs> That's a rule on this. <laughs> Thank podcast. you for bringing up Boston, Connor, because I've completely forgot about them. And why, has not, why hasn't Jalen Brown signed his Supermax yet? That's part of my feeling. Is like, yeah, exactly. Except I don't think from what – I was talking to one of my coworkers about this, and he's – pretty locked in on the contract side of things, I feel like. And he was saying we can't – I don't know if you can do a sign-in trade for a Supermax. Like, I, I don't, don't think you can because the whole point right. is you're on the team that you're right. really eligible exactly. for. You could still exactly. get a max contract, though. It just wouldn't be the Supermax. I think he would have to be willing to no, I think you're correct, either. and that's yeah. what he said too. So I think you guys are on, on point on that. He would probably have to be willing to take less to go to a team where he feels like well, he instantly becomes the number one guy. Yeah, he'd be, it'd be a chance for him, right? It'd and that's what he wants, apparently. I mean, well, the, somewhat. He's, he loves Boston, but he said the, it otherwise. Is the is the two forward thing similar to, like, the two guard thing? Like, can it be – granted, they're two all-stars and Damon CJ are not, but um, – Tatum's so big, though. It's it's different to me. Okay, okay. Tatum's, Tatum's like, 6'7". You so, know, I mean, like he's, he's massive. Yeah, so I I think those could um, be more. Dame and Tatum would be just sick. That'd be lethal. That'd be and then brilliant. you have Porzingis. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if he's Robert healthy, Williams, Rob Williams. Like, I mean, no, they'd be nice. Exactly. That's kind of see. It, it kind of makes sense. The more you start kind of letting it marinate, does like the rules work. And I mean, I think that's a huge score for the Blazers, considering Jalen Brown's. Oh yeah. Be, if you get him to commit to the five year, like that would just be. Finally, there, that would, there, I don't think there's anything better you could have. No, it, if you're saying he's committing to the five year, like that is, I think, literally the best case scenario for Portland. And it's it works both sides. Like both sides get something good. You know, like it's it's a fresh look for Boston who can't quite get over the mountaintop. You know, and I could see them sputtering in the start because they still have Joe Mazzulla as a head coach. And, like, I'm not saying he's bad, but he obviously lost them some games this year. Yeah, no, for sure. No, get me on that. that, that I like, love what if they're the awesome. five seed, the four seed, something of that nature? That, that would, would. That's a, I love that. Love that thought from you, Connor. That would be so sick. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think the fact that we all agree means it's no way it's going to happen. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> it's fun to fantasize about. Uh, okay, is there any other trade agenda items we want to talk about before we do a quick wrap up on the last topic. Nope. I mean, I think we can all agree that this lingering on into the season would be like hard on my heart and my mental, like what, what is happening? Like is Dame getting traded or not? Like what I, in a dream world, it gets taken care of quickly, but I know that's not going to happen. And if it drags into the season, I'm not going to be okay. The hardest part, I would say, just to summarize a little off Tyler, too, or, or add on, I mean, is 
I am so tired of seeing a new blazer headline every day about. Oh my God. And it's no, it's both sides fault. Like it's, and it's because no one has anything to talk about in the NBA, right? Oh, I do have something else to bring up and I'm turning. Hit us with it. The, the Dame cryptic tweet Instagram game that he is a professional at now that like he requests a lot more when he wants out. Yeah. Now when he requested a trade, I'm like, Dude, you're not that cool, bro. <laughs> you're not like just it's That's just so sad. everything he did for us. Time. No, I know, I, I know. I'm just we kidding. still love him. I'm I not burning my jersey. No, I'm wearing. No way. <laughs> yes. Uh, All right. Okay. Last quick topic. Uh, as a leader of the Wemby Bus Club, I want to talk yes. about his two summer league games just for a second here. Uh, did you guys have a chance to check out either box scores highlights or watch it? Uh, both of those live obviously played kind of a mix of all of that (laughs) okay then watch the first one watch the second one against the blazers okay so let's start at the first one naturally um what were your initial thoughts seeing such a poor performance after so much hype i typical euro right (laughs) yeah but dude like he just shows up like he's getting attacked by Britney Spears, like cameras in his face constantly. Like it's a complete shift. Like he was quoted saying, like, I think I'm just going to go go social media for the next month. Like it's a probably been a fucking whirlwind for him in Vegas. Like I'm sure it can't be easy, of course. But I'm for you, Connor, going two for 15 from the field, I'm sure was kind of a nice little validation for you. Oh, it, it felt fantastic. <laughs> uh, before I go in, Kyle, go ahead. Um, yeah, it's a fair point. Uh, but he also just did not look like he looked horrible. Like just what, like he didn't know where to be. And he even, he had the worst quote I've ever seen in a press conference where he pretty much said he didn't know what he was doing, which I thought was freaking hilarious. And to be honest, after that, I'm on Connor's train. Yeah. (laughs) I think I joined. Bandwagon. Let's go. His hands are too big. Get on quick. No, his it, no, his hands are too big. How can you shoot with those hands? <laughs> you can't shoot with those hands. There's no shot, and he has way too much length. He won't be able to stay healthy. He's too skinny. Like, Kyle, welcome to it's the there. team. Broken foot waiting to happen. But you know, and then I know what your people are going to say. Well, he had 27 against the Blazers. What? Who doesn't have 27 against the Blazers? We're the worst defensive team in the league. Of course he did. Last two decades, we just said it. We have weight. We have a big that doesn't have fast feet. Won't be able to keep up with him <laughs> on that team. That big might as well play O line for the Dallas Cowboys. Am I yeah. right? I mean, but sincerely, you should try being a fan of a team sometime, Con. It's fun. <laughs> uh, no, I don't want to hear it. No, dude. Go Jets. I've always been a Jets fan, and this is our year now that we have Rodgers in town. Uh, but overall, I did want to say, like, I, I do think Tyler's point's probably accurate on the first first game. Like, a lot going on. Um, second game looked a lot better. Overall, I I don't think there's anything you can take away from Summer League except, like, man, that dude's big, and man, yes. he's going to get some rebound. Like, the putback dunk he had against the Blazers where he missed a shot and just literally grabbed it over our center's head and yes. dunked on top of him. I'm like, yeah, we're going to see that for some years Dude. to come. But also, also, he takes a lot of Anthony Davis-style falls where you're like, oh, he might not get up. And I am I am officially worried for his long-term health. I would say 
first of all, his playmaking and passing was better than I expected. I didn't know he could pass like that. Second of all, I was thinking the exact same thing. Every time he goes up for a border, and even like when it gets physical down, like he just can't. It's he's so skinny, man. Like, what if someone falls into his legs? Right. Tell me right. that, Connor. What happens, Tyler? I, I mean, bust. Bust. I'd rather have Chet. Okay, Kyle. I wanted to ask you this. He looked good. Chet Holmgren, rookie of the year. What do you think? Uh, a little too bold. I, don't, I think that's too a little bold? too bold because I think he's in the you, perfect team. Perfect you have to team. Be a for little. Him. Well, here's my take, Connor. Is I think you have to be essentially a stat filler to be rookie of the year. And I'm not, and I know like I don't think Chet is going to score enough points per game to be rookie of the year. He'll fill up the other stats. He's gonna ha- he's gonna average like. 2.5 blocks a game, if not even closer to three. I don't know. Like, he, it's impossible for him to not block shots. It's hilarious. Like, he's a lead at it, and it's awesome to watch. I love it. But he's also, like, he's going to get a lot of assists because his playmaking ability is better than Wemby's. Um, and his rebounding is very underrated. And so right. I think he's going to do really well in those. But I think he's going to be in, like, the 12 to 15 points per game where he's going to have nights where he only puts up like six, but he'll have like 10 rebounds, four blocks, but then he'll have some nights where he puts up like 25. So it's going to be too much of a, it's not going to be consistent enough. And there's so many other good players on OKC, like Giddy and SGA. Like those guys are going to kind of. Well, they have big guys too. Like they're loaded. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I would say no to the rookie of the year. I think he's going to be a really good player though. I do too. I've been, I've been impressed to be honest. Uh, I think it's going to be, hilarious when him and Wendy match up the first time be. <laughs> because they're both so lanky. Oh, like, it's, uh, it's gonna be so funny to watch either of them back down each other in the yeah. like oh it's two skeletons fighting in the paint. That's awesome. Oh they brought that up on part of my take today. It was like finally a guy I can back down. It's just the same <laughs> guy. <laughs> uh, I will okay. say it's like I, I feel like but in both Wemby and Chet are this, I, I just really hate when I hear people like say the whole, Oh, they're just going to get back down because like, if you actually watch those two players play, they get like, they'll get moved in the post, but they still block, they block the shots. shot. They're still yeah. so lengthy. Like that's what people don't realize. And it's like, they're so tall. They're so fucking tall, dude. They're just, <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> so straight up. like they may be in the basket, but like, they yeah. can still block like they're under the basket. They're like he'll get his long ass hand up there and block it. And as much as we've been uh, joking about both them being bust, because I think they're both going to be really good players, uh, assuming the health is there. Uh, I think it, it's important, like not to uh, go anti Wimby bust, but that every player in summer league is trying to make a roster. And so, like, the fact against the Blazers, Wimby didn't have the ball to end the game was ridiculous. Like, players are making choices to try to extend their own careers as yeah. well. And, like, hopefully Wemby and what I've loved out of Chet, actually, in Summer League, hopefully Wemby won't keep floating back to, like, the three-point line every time he gets the ball. It would be nice to see him actually, like, kind of roll to the hoop and, and do some of that action. Yeah. Whereas I think Chet, last year coming in, would have been – the same way but so far has been very aggressive about like pumping and then going to the rim yeah um, whether he passes or you know whatever it is I, he's not settling for a lot of outside shots which 
I kind of like to see, um, despite the fact that both of them can hit. Uh, it's just, yeah. I think that's obviously with that height you guys are talking about, such an advantage. It's it's good to see. And I, I'd expect once Popovich gets a hold of him with his new five-year $80 million deal, uh, that he'll be able to influence him quite a bit. And once he gets around a real NBA point guard, that's going to be yeah, oh yeah, going to be fun like to watch. Role. Yeah, it will. It'll be special. not as fun as Scoot though, and I think we can wrap it up there. Woo! Scoot, Scoot maybe rookie of the year. My bet's already in, so you guys join me. I, I would say he has a better chance in chat. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's Wemby, Scoot, and then they might even have Miller over Chet, or Chet was and Miller were tied. I forget. Or, yeah, who's going to be Scoot's definitely second. Um, Wemby's obviously first. Yeah. In terms of sports or drafting. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, boys, I mean, topics, we'll have to wrap it. I think that's it. I mean, what's next? For summer league ends and then. Yeah, we we'll probably, wait. probably either have a random topics episode or uh, we should, we'll, we'll have to wait till the next breaking news, which would likely be a Damian Lillard trade. Um, if that happens, we'll, we'll throw a pot up. ASAP. Otherwise, we'll, we'll try to stop in with maybe a fun topics one, just mix it up, have yeah. a yeah. guest on, and then basketball season and football season right around the corner. So we'll Can't be wait. back to talk all things football, NFL, and NBA. Uh, for Tyler, for Kyle, for myself, Connor, been a pleasure. Peace. 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 Series. It's Lillard. He got the shot off.